As we enter into the Word of God today, we first hear from the prophet Isaiah, and it's basically saying to us that God is in charge. God is in charge. And of course, with the things that we're dealing with now, we have masks on because of the virus, we have, we have a potential storm coming our way. Uh, we don't have a lot to say about all that. So that, that, that particular reading brings us right in to today. And then St. Paul in his letter to the Romans really says that not only is God in charge, but it's God's wisdom that's leading and guiding us. And sometimes that wisdom is hard to understand. And sometimes that wisdom is something that we need to step out in, in faith, in faith. So both of those readings actually bring us to the gospel. And uh, for the gospel to kind of prepare what uh, Matthew, St. Matthew is saying to us, uh, and Jesus is really calling us to. Uh, I recall having uh, made a trip as a young priest to, uh, to Israel and uh, was standing in the very spot, we think, just generally, of Caesarea Philippi where Jesus would be. And so the location is important for us to know what Matthew is really getting at with this gospel and what Jesus is really calling us to. So he's really standing on the spot, it's rocky, where the waters of Jordan really begin. It's the fountainhead. It's the place where all life really begins for all of that area because without the Jordan, it wouldn't exist. And on the hill is a pagan temple. Wow. And so we enter into the reading and Jesus standing with his disciples on the spot where all of really Israel comes from. The life of Israel comes from. He says, who do people say that I am? So that's a good question for us. Who do people say that Jesus is? And don't be quick to answer, because it's, it's really one of those questions that hits the center of life for all of us. Because we know in this world that there are people that are absolutely opposed to Jesus Christ. Imagine that. Wow. Wow. But then Jesus turns to the disciples and he turns to each of us and he asks us the personal question. He says, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Now Peter, of course, gives an answer, in which we'll talk about in a second, but that really was the question this morning when I looked in the mirror, and who do you say that I am? And my answer was, it looks like I'm gonna have a bad hair day today. <laughs> So we really start with ourselves. Honestly, we start with ourselves. But the question still is there. Who do you say that I am today for you, for me? Jesus speaking directly to me and to you and saying, who do you say that I am? And then how does it affect our lives? So does it call us into prayer with him? Does it call us into conversation with Him? And does it call us into His Word, especially? 
And does it call us to church or to at least be in spiritual communion with all that are in church? That's part of the question for us. But it also goes another step. For those of us that are married, who do you say that I am as part of your marriage? As part of your marriage. And for our families, who do you say that I am as part of our families? And then for each of us individually and for all of our children, who are, is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Very personal, he asks us. So part of the question for us as a, as a couple and as a family and as individuals is, are we people of prayer? So are we in conversation with him during the day? Because it says a lot about who he is for us if we're not talking to him during the day. And the second is, is his word really a part of our lives, a part of our, our marriage and a part of our family? So are we reading the word of God together? And is this worship service a part of our lives in which we meet him very personally in his body and his blood? Both here in church, but also in spiritual communion. The invitation is for us to enter into a very personal relationship with him. So as Jesus turns to Peter and the other disciples, and he says, who do you say? that I am, hopefully our response is like Peter's and we say, you are the Christ. You are the anointed one of God. You are the son of the living God. Now that answer changes everything. It changes what we, how we see the COVID crisis. It changes the way we see Laura and Marco coming down the Gulf Trail. It changes all the stuff of our lives. It's meant to change us personally, but also our marriages, our families. It invites us into relationship, very personally. Now remember the context of the moment. Jesus then turns to Peter and says, how blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because you have received this in faith, as a gift of faith from God the Father. So that's the call. It's a call to faith for each of us in the midst of all that's going on in our lives. It's a call to faith, to believe in Him. And then Jesus calls Simon Peter to a very special life. He says, you are Peter, and upon this rock, the fountain of the fountainhead of all the waters of Israel and Palestine in that day, and the gates of the netherworld, the pagan temple, shall not prevail against it. So he invites us also not only to enter into a personal relationship with him, but he also has us being his witnesses. And Peter became the rock of the church. He became the first pope. What is he calling you to? In your families, in your marriage, and in your life. Who is he calling you to be in your families? 
in your marriages and in your life. And to all of our kids, I can tell you, I'll answer the question for you, that Jesus is saying, love your brothers and sisters. Love your parents, your grandparents, your guardians. Tell them today, I love you. Throughout the day today, throughout this Eucharist, Jesus is really asking us that very question. Who do you say that I am? Let's pray for the grace to answer it as did St. Peter. You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. 